the sun is shining and all of my favorite plant friends are popping up right now. Speaking of plants, what are you growing this year? Do you know? Do you know what kind of medicine will be in your garden? Or are you still trying to figure it out? Totally okay if you're still trying to figure it out. We're all growing and learning on this journey, right? But if you want some help, I do have a family medicine garden guides. It's basically 10 essential herbs that I feel like every mom needs to know and grow in their yard. I give you some growing tips and ways that you can use it as medicine, and it's totally free. So if you want that, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes here for you to grab it and give Get your hands digging in the dirt and growing incredible medicine for you and your family. Hello and welcome to the Herbalist Path, a podcast where you'll discover how to make your own herbal remedies at home so that you can take better care of yourself, better care of your family, and better care of our planet. I'm Mel. I'm a clinical herbalist, environmental educator, and mountain living mama with this crazy passion for teaching more mamas and their little loves how to use plants as medicine in a safe, effective, and tasty way so that there can be an herbalist in every home again. It's an absolute honor to have you on the journey down the herbalist path with me so that together, We can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. Well, hello and happy springtime to you. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Herbalist Path. I really, really appreciate that. And right now... I don't know if you know this, but I live in Oregon. I'm up in the foothills of Mount Hood, which is a total blessing. It's absolutely beautiful, but it's also April and we're still getting snow and rain. And I want nothing more than sunshine and spring and playing in my garden and all of the glorious things that I know are just right around the corner. But anyways, even I don't have that sunshine. I have been walking out along the trail, walking my dogs along the river, and I'm starting to see some of my favorite spring greens popping up and spring weeds, as many may refer to them as. So I figured that today in this episode, I would talk about medicinal weeds and herbs that are great for spring cleaning. Cleaning. Yes, spring cleaning your house is really nice, but I'm talking right now about spring cleaning your body and your kiddos' bodies too. So, truth is, after a winter of eating really heavy foods and probably way too much sugar, giving your body just a bit of extra spring pep or love can really go a long, long, long way in all kinds of ways. And the other great bonus other than the many that we're about to talk about, is that it can be really easy and really affordable. Because like I said, I'm walking by a lot of these plans on the trail out by the river behind my house. So 
Anyways, let's talk about some of these herbs or maybe they're weeds that will do a great job of supporting your liver and helping it with its powerful detoxifying ways. They'll support the lymphatic system. And really, as you're about to hear, they're going to support the entire body. So I wanted to start out with the one that I'm seeing the most on my trail right now, just barely starting to pop up. Like there's maybe an inch high, but this plant is so much fun to gather. It's called cleavers or gallium apirine. Though there's a lot of other galliums out there that you could use as well, but that's the one I know the most. And I say they're really, really fun to harvest because they are. I love to harvest them with kids because they're like these whirls of leaves that grow up relatively tall and they have these little hairs on them that act very similarly almost to Velcro. So like if you were to harvest a bunch of cleavers and take them and you have your kiddo with them, take your cleavers and throw them at your kid. Like just throw them at your kid and it's going to stick on their clothes, on their hair and not stick to the point that you're like, oh my gosh, this is sticky, ooey gooey, but like stick like it's not going to fall down, which is, it's fun. Like it's a blast to share that kind of nature wonder with kiddos. I love it. I nerd out on it. If you haven't gathered that from listening to this show, um, it's a fun party trick too. So if you want to share it with your adult friends, you absolutely should. And then you should share why they should also fall in love with cleavers. And it's because they are amazing when it comes to like cleaning out the stagnant junk and gunk that gets built up in our lymphatic system, particularly like think about all the colds and the flus and the illnesses that were happening over the winter and your lymphatic system can oftentimes hang on to all those nasty little things just hanging out in your body. But cleavers do a great job of helping to clear all of that out and even the heavy foods and all the just yuck that we can collect inside of our bodies. And not only are cleavers a great lymphatic herb, they're also a really wonderful diuretic. They are known to help kind of purify the blood or be what's called an alternative herb. So back to the diuretic properties, that just means it's going to help your body to urinate more, which is one of our detoxification pathways. And it can be really, really helpful if you or somebody you know has swollen hands and feet and face or swollen eyes or things along those lines that are caused by edema, using cleavers in their life can be really, really helpful. It's also going to help to support the kidneys in eliminating waste and getting rid of things like uric acid, which is going to really help out those dealing with gout or kidney stones or arthritic pain that's resulting from the buildup of all this uric acid. And the cool thing is it grows basically like a weed right now. Like I know a few patches along my trail, along the river. It's a very, very moist area again, along the river. Um, Super luscious. It will also grow on the sides of roads and it kind of 
if you let it grow a lot before you harvest it, they'll become like these kind of matted stands. And I don't know, they're just a really, really cool plant. And I highly recommend you try and find some. Of course, you always want to have proper identification of your plants. But one good way to know you've got your cleavers is one, you look for the whirl of these tiny little leaves. But number two, and actually more number one, is when they stick to the clothes and to the hair and all of that fun stuff. It's fun. It's a great way to get really, really goofy. Like, really, really goofy. I love cleavers. Another herb that I really love for supporting the lymphatic system and really improving overall skin health and so much more is burdock or Arctium lapa. So the common name for burdock really tells a lot. It's burr. Dock. So the word burr comes from the Latin word burra or a lock of wool because the flowers of this beautiful, wild, and abundant weed like plant often get entangled in like sheep's wool. And the word dock really refers to the large leaves. So back to the entanglement. I've developed a pretty unique and really special relationship with burdock over the years. And (laughs) when I, we used to have like 10 acres, it was really beautiful. We're at the end of this gorgeous dead end road and surrounded by 64,000 acres of wilderness. It was pretty epic. But my dog, Pepe, is an Aussie Shepherd Border Collie mix. And he, you know, he's he looks like a Border Collie. He's got the long tail hair. He looks like he's wearing a tuxedo every day. He's like handsome all of the time. And when he was a young pup, he would come home with his tail all matted. And I was so darn frustrated. And so mad because here my beautiful puppy has got this gnarled up matted hair. And so I would have to cut it out oftentimes. And this one time as I was cutting it out, like I noticed some seeds and I'm like, oh, interesting. I didn't think much of it, but I knew where the plants were that were causing this problem, but I didn't know who they were yet. Like I had no clue. And so I was so mad. I went out and I like ripped all these plants up from the ground and I took them to the fire pit. And as I was doing it, I was like, oh my gosh, this, I bet this plant is good for something. I bet this plant is good for something. Yet I am so mad at this plant right now for ruining my dog's beautiful hair. And I proceeded to go ahead and burn those plants and... (laughs) A few months later, I was on another herbalist website and I saw this picture of a hand with a seed in it. And it was the same seed I saw from those clusters I had removed from my dog's tail hair. And indeed, it was burdock. And that is my first true introduction to burdock and the plant itself. So (laughs) I thought it was funny that like, the plant was literally like, hey, yo, I'm good medicine. Why are you being so mean to me? And I'm like, you made my dog funny looking and ruined his tail hair. 
Anyways, if you listen to the plants, they will teach you. <laughs> so why is burdock such good medicine? I mean, really, there are tons and tons and tons of reasons. I primarily use the root for medicine, um, especially for what we're talking about today. Though there is definitely good medicine in the seeds and the leaf, just the seeds, the 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 burrs on the burdock. I believe that's where Velcro was actually invented from because it is so darn sticky, which is crazy and weird to think like the the cleavers stick in a different way than burdock sticks, but they're both such great cleansing herbs. Hmm, I wonder if there's something to that. I don't know, but I may investigate throughout the rest of my life. <laughs> Anyways, um, I do love the root and the root is either harvested in the fall of the first year of its growth, or you could, if you know where burdock was, you could harvest the root in the second year of its growth in the springtime. So like right now, but then after that, it gets like pretty woody and fibrous and it is no longer going to be very tasty, but Anyways, if you have burdock around, do be attentive to it and also know that its seeds do love to spread far and wide. So that can chap some people's hide, especially if they have sheep or horses or beautiful border collies or anything like that. Um, and good news is you don't have to go through that process all the time. You can often find burdock root in some specialty grocery stores. Sometimes it might be called gobo root, like G-O-B-O. Um, and it's in there in the produce aisle with all kinds of other cool roots like horseradish or ginger or turmeric, which are rhizomes, but, um, you can find them there because they're really also a great food. They're super nutritious. So you can find calcium, fiber, chromium, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, zinc, vitamins A, vitamin C, and a lot of other great essential vitamins and minerals that I'm probably missing right now. But again, it's a great food. So do try and get more burdock root into your life. It's also really great for gut health. So it's loaded with inulin, which is this soluble fiber that doesn't get digested in your large intestines. Instead, as it's cruising on through, it begins the fermentation process. And then your good gut bugs, good gut <clears throat> bacteria or microflora, or whatever you want to call it, um, actually love inulin and they feed off of it, which is fantastic. So it's a great prebiotic getting into your system and helping you feel healthy and light and free for spring. And then another reason I love the root is because it does also have some gentle liver cleansing properties. It's going to help the liver to break down fats and proteins in your body. And because it's so amazing for detoxifying the liver. It's also truly amazing to help with various skin conditions. So things like eczema or psoriasis, acne, boils, those kinds of things, you could probably find a lot of value in the burdock plant. It's really easy to incorporate it into your diet. Like you can add it to soups, you can add it to stews, you can add it to stir fries, you can roast the root and and um, 
do like a roasted burdock and dandelion root coffee substitute if you want. Really, there's so many ways that you can use this plant as medicine. I highly recommend you check it out. And speaking of the dandelion, let's talk a little bit about why this amazing weed is going to be so good for you and just getting the body nice and flowing and releasing the toxins and yuck from the body and just making you feel light and fresh and alive and ready for spring. Um, so there's a lot of ways that you can use dandelion as medicine. So one of the things I love is to use the leaves. They are a really wonderful bitter tonic. So bitter, actually, it's a taste, right? So we think of bitter things. And in our society, we don't like it because we're so addicted to sugar. But bitter with these herbs and the taste is actually really, really beneficial. So it stimulates this response from your taste buds that are on the back of your tongue. And they send a message to your central nervous system, which then sends this message to your gut to release this very important digestive hormone called gastrin. It's also going to help the pancreas to produce enzymes for healthier digestion, it helps produce that uh, bile from the liver, and ultimately it just helps the intestines to move your food through your digestive tract. It'll help stimulate your appetite. It will... Um, basically help with a lot of different digestive health issues that are due to allergens and help to regulate your blood sugar and insulin and glucagon and all kinds of amazing things. Plus the leaves are loaded with vitamins and minerals. So um, it's got calcium, chromium, iron, magnesium, protein, and a whole lot more. Um, Dandelion leaves are also loaded with beta carotene and vitamins A and C and D and zinc as well. So there is just a whole lot going on in the leaf of dandelion or Taraxacum officinal. And I know that there's a lot of dandelion lookout lookalikes out there. I see people post all the time, oh, I got dandelion, but it's definitely not dandelion. So there's some ways that you can really tell you do have dandelion. So number one, the leaves are the easiest way for me to tell. They're super duper deeply toothed and hairless. And they have like this rosette pattern at the ground level. And if you want to think about it, dandelion you can call it dent de leon or the tooth of the lion because those leaves are so sharply toothed it looks like lion's teeth the other thing is the flower stem the stem of the dandelion flower is hollow and if you squeeze it it will ooze out this milky white sap that is latex and you can actually find that throughout the entire plant, including the leaves and the roots. So um, 
just beware of the other bright yellow, sunshiny flowers out there that do look very, very, very similar to dandelion. They're everywhere you want to be. Um, yeah. So dandelion leaves are amazing. You can make, you can just like toss them in your salad, like salad greens. You can saute them in greens. You can toss them in a smoothie, like Get them in your body. You will thank me for this if you didn't already do this. And you can also get tons of medicinal benefits from the roots of dandelions, which can be harvested in the spring. Or again, they're going to be even better in the fall when they're going to be loaded with more of that inulin and they're a bit sweeter then. So, um, yeah. Anyways, they're really, really powerful allies when it comes to the detoxification of the liver and they promote that flow of bile, which ultimately is just going to help your body and your kiddo's body to break down fats and just kind of clear and purify overall stagnation in the body, which for me and for my family is really important, especially as we get through, like I said at the beginning of the episode, as we get through those cold, damp, dark, heavy food-laden winter months. And these three herbs, the clay, the clavers, the clavers, <laughs> the cleavers and the burdock and the dandelion can really, really work wonders. And again, they're everywhere. So, um, you know, if you're going to go out and harvest them, make sure you're doing it on land that you have permission to harvest on. Make sure you're getting proper identification of the plants so you're not gathering something else because then, you know, we're defeating the whole purpose of the medicine we're talking about here. And, you know, don't take everything, let it, let it spread and do its thing so that it can continue to be medicine for so many future generations. Okay. I hope you enjoyed and learned a little bit of something, something here in this episode. If you did, please reach out to me, hit me up in the DMs, either on Instagram or on TikTok or reply to an email, whatever you want to do. I would love to hear from you and hear if you've used any of these or if now you're like, heck yeah, I'm going to go try it. That would be wonderful if you let me know. And thanks again for tuning in. If you do love the show, please share it with your friends so we can make herbalism spread like wildflowers. And so more people get the benefits of this epic plant medicine. And if you want to leave me a review, I would so greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much and happy spring cleaning. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Herbalist Path. Being on this journey with you is absolutely incredible. If you dig this episode, please leave me a review on your favorite podcast player and share it with your friends so that together we can make herbalism hashtag spread like wildflowers. On another note, 
I must mention that while I know you're getting some good info here, it's important to remember that this podcast is purely for entertainment and educational purposes and is not intended to be a substitute for medical treatment. While the information in this podcast is absolutely relevant, herbs work differently for each person and each condition. That's why I recommend you work with a qualified practitioner, whether that be another herbalist, a naturopath, or your doctor. So thank you again. I am truly honored that you're tuning into these episodes and on the path with me to make sure that there's an herbalist in every home again. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends so that we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast who make this show possible for me and possible for you too. So here it goes. Medicinal mushrooms are all the rage these days, if you didn't know already. And with great reason, because they are powerful medicine that can improve your health and your life in so many different ways when they're well-made. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of stuff on the market that isn't going to be so effective. And that's why you need to find a brand that you can actually trust. For me, that brand is Whole Sun Wellness. And this is the creation of a brilliant woman and fellow mama, Jamie Bonfiglio. She's an international mushroom educator that has been working in the medicinal mushroom industry for years. And this is when she saw firsthand how many other companies take shortcuts when it comes to their products. And Jamie wasn't having it. She set out to build her company the right way. Whole Sun Wellness is here to raise the industry standards so those crap mushrooms on the market aren't getting into your body or your family's body. Whole Sun Wellness is the first company to test and report nutritional facts for all of their extracts. They go beyond industry standards every step of the way, from sourcing to extraction and final testing. And as the owners of the largest medicinal mushroom farm in the United States, Whole Sun Wellness is taking control of their supply chain for the highest quality and absolute full transparency. They're even the first company to include pure mycelium extract in every single product. So when you're thinking of getting medicinal mushrooms for you and your family, Whole Sun Wellness is exactly the ones you want. Also, be sure to check out their new Mycolites. These are the world's first dissolvable electrolyte tablets. They're featuring functional mushroom extracts that'll give you more energy, more stamina, and recovery as well. And who couldn't use all of that? The other thing is, they are these adorable little mushroom-shaped tablets, and they come in like a little Altoids box, but way cooler than Altoids because they're Mycolites. Anyways, head to wholesunwellness.com to grab yourself some mycolites and all of the other functional medicinal mushrooms that you and your family need. And of course, you can grab that link right here in the show notes now. 